you do everything's open seals has been open the way to redemption has been open the way to live has been open the way to do things has been open the way to even run our life is open and it's uh, an open book is as we know that we live in the age of the open book um, there was a time when man lived in a closed book they couldn't see they looked through a glass darkly even Paul and um, he couldn't see everything. But remember, they had one consolation. They saw Jesus. They looked to the cross. They looked to the author and finisher of their faith, and so do we. We look to that. We look today to um, to the Word of God. As I said this morning, there's nothing else to look to. There's just nothing else to go to. Everything fails except the Word of God. And the prophet of God tells us there's every answer you need in the Word of God. Every answer you need. There's not anything you go through life where you can't relate back to the Bible and say, "Oh, that's what it's saying," or "That's what that's how to handle it," or "That's or that's what happened to whoever Abram, um, Noah, Moses, all the different ones." They they lived their life, and I like what someone said. Maybe brother, brother um, uh, Willie. They they went through their life, and and I don't think Abraham went through his life and said, "They're going to talk to me. They're going to talk about me six thousand years from now." God's going to call me the father of faith. No, he got up and went to work, did his job. Noah, sure, Noah had a job. Moses, they had a job, but still, they weren't They weren't sure they were led by God, but they didn't have the vision to see. They knew there was something greater coming, and they were a part of it, but they just really didn't know the part. But you and I know every part they play, and it's and it's connected to the part we play. Because it was given, as the Bible says, it, the all, all the Old Testament was given for an example. 
for us to use as examples to bring us closer to God. Amen. You love the Lord? <clears throat> Let me get through with these announcements. And, and um, remember that today we're doing a vow renewal. And um, if you have a baby or a child you want dedicated or you want to dedicate yourself, we'll do that secondly after the vow renewal. The vow renewal will be you'll get your spouse and come up here around the, the altar and we will say our vows. Okay? All right? And you're going to you gotta say them. You said them when you was married. You're going to have to say them now. We're having water baptism, so uh, Luke not here? Nope. Okay. So we have at least four being baptized anyway. So anybody else? Water's really warm. It's 105 degrees in that thing right now, so it's it's comfy. Real comfy. I did that for y'all. It was about 63 when I got in it the other day. <clears throat> yeah, make you speak in tongues. <clears throat> Brother Aaron will be speaking for us Wednesday night, May the 13th, which is next Saturday. We'll have prayer meeting from 5 to 6, and from 6 to 8, we'll have questions and answers here at the church. Everybody got that? Next Saturday. Then Sunday will be Mother's Day. We'll have one service. We'll have regular service, but I may not stop at 12 o'clock. I may try to continue on a little bit, and then we can all go visit our mothers and, and have our dinners and what more. Then May the 20th, which is the next weekend. Bob, you're going to be preaching the weekend, I mean the Wednesday between that. Okay. All right. I don't know what exactly day that is, but it's like the 17th or something like that. Anyway, that Wednesday. Just show up. Y'all show up too. What are y'all laughing about? Show up too. So May the, 20, May the 20th, which is the next Saturday, we'll have a new youth service. Brother William Bourlevon will be here with us. And we're expecting a, a really good crowd uh, to be here. So we will have some things to do there. Plus, we'll get ready the food ready, and we'll discuss that in the next few days. Uh, then May the 21st, that'll be that Sunday. There will only be one service uh, that Sunday morning. All right. Also, remember, Sister June is going to have her hysterectomy on the 24th of May, and um, I'm going to have some teeth, my surgery done on the 15th of May, so just remember those, and remember Sister Jill Fleeman, um, just, I pray for her every night, every time I see this little band, I think of that lady struggling to make it, struggling to get up out of her chair, struggling to make sure her two kids got married, and, 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 and stayed a mother to them. And her husband, Anthony, he, he struggles, too, because he can't go. He said, I would love to come to y'all's church every Sunday. He said, but I can't because of the Jill and his, I said, is that his dad or her dad? Her dad. The grandpa's there. He's he's in his 90s, and he falls, so he has to stay, keep him. So he's keeping both of those. Just pray for that whole family. All right. But the kids are married and off, and they're, they're uh, starting their new life, so let's just continue to pray for them. And today we're going to do our vow renewal, but we're going to speak a little bit about that just for a moment and bring out a few points. Um, this was not done to, 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 I hope you don't feel embarrassed. It's just something we did, something that dad did. And I said it was not too long ago, but I think we figured out it was like 15 years ago. So some of y'all were not even married at that time. Some of you were not coming to church here at that time, but we had a vow renewal. Everybody come up around the pulpit and dad we all recited our vows and repeated our vows. And I have a scripture for that, too, and I'll read it, talking about doing renewal, because that's what we're going to talk about is renewing our vows 
and repairing some our relationship with each other that helps us with our relationship with God. Amen. 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 We're still humans. If things don't go right at home, what happens? Things don't go right at church. We're humans. It affects us. Everything, little something affects us. And I want us to be where we get, at least we can chisel some of the little things out of the way so that we can talk to God better or he can talk to us better. Amen. He's always there to talk to us. We just say, well, we ain't got time to talk about that right now. Well, you do the same thing with your spouse, so maybe you ought to take some time. And I'm guilty. Take the time to listen to what they got to say. All right? So let's bow our heads. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for the day you give us. And not just a day, a 24-hour day. Not just a day called Sunday. But this is, as you told John, this was the day of the Lord. And it's a day that has been like no other day. As the song says, there's never been a day like this day. Lord, we've come into the end of time of the of the Gentile dispensation. And, and we're part of it. And, Lord, we don't want to be left here. We want to go home. We want to, as Revelations 19, we want to be that wife that has made herself ready. And, Lord, to be able to do that, we're going to have to listen. Listen to you. Listen to what you've got to say in the Word. Listen to what you've got to say through our prophet and the fivefold ministry, Lord. <clears throat> and then not just hear it, but not be hearers, as the Bible said, but be doers that will do these things that the Scripture tells us to do, Father, and do it. Not with not with a not begrudgingly, but do it with a with an honest heart. As today we say our vows to each uh, to our spouse, Lord. I I pray that as we're going to read, that it be a renewing, that it be a bringing back together of maybe certain things that's got in between, Lord, between us and you and and us and our spouse. Father, I pray for the ones that don't have a a, a spouse yet or has one. And they passed on. Father, you're the only one that can give them peace. You're the only one that can give them understanding. There's a purpose behind everything. You never made a mistake. So whatever we're, any of us are going through, Lord, it's for your honor and glory. And we give it to you, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So let's read this real quick, and then, we'll, then you can be seated. Genesis 2.18. The Lord God said, it's not good that a man should be alone. All right, so he's starting out right off the bat. He's made everything. He's made it all. He's give. He's put Genesis two seven. He's put man in in a body, a human body, and said, "Hey, till the ground. Work on the work on the work on work on the earth. All right, you take care of the earth. I'll take care of heaven. I was lonely, and I made you. All right. Now he sees that the man is lonely. So there's something inside of the man that's got to come out." It's kind of funny that she came from his rib cage. She was caged up inside of him, and she had to come out. And like, and we'll say, we'll look in the vows. Um, that why was it here? Why didn't he take a bone from the foot or a bone from her head? We'll find out in just a second. And the Lord God said, "It's not good that man should be alone. I will make him and help me for him." And out of the ground the Lord formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air, in other words, male and female, and brought them unto Adam to see what they would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was his name. And Adam gave names to all the cattle and fowl of the air, beasts of the field. In other words, Adam was doing some work. He was working. He wasn't just sitting around. He was working. And then, and then Adam says, well, Lord, there's a, 
a, a, a female lion and she's laying there with her mate, you know, and they're just cooing to each other and they, you know, they're, everything's in harmony and they're, and they're, um, they're there together and I'm just here by myself. There was something inside of him. There was a desire. There was a, a Genesis 126 inside of that man that was caged up that needed to get out. And that, by that desire of Adam, through the desire of Adam, Eve comes into being. Through the desire of Jesus Christ, a bride comes into being. Amen? Because so, we were caged up inside of him until they stuck his side. All right? And Adam gave every name, but for Adam there was not found in help meet. You know, Brother Dale knows, we know that. That's not help mate. It's help meet. It's a co-equal. And, you, and remember, when, when we get started, Adam and Eve were co-equal before the fall. Co-equal. Right? And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. The first anesthesiologist was the Lord. And he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord had taken from man made he a woman. Could you imagine standing there and you, you, know, it, you see a rib, you see Adam and you see this thing opening up. You see God pull a rib out, everything closed back together. And then he kind of sets that rib over into the dirt and it's standing up like this. And all of a sudden, here comes this woman. Here comes the DNA of Adam inside that. Come on, people. The DNA of that rib made Eve, but it was Adam's rib. Praise God. Amen. These types are, are perfect and beautiful. And the rib which the Lord God took from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. That's why the man has to, that's why the father has to give the bride away. The heavenly father brought the bride to the groom. Brought it to him. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. What a revelation. Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and they were not ashamed. You may be seated in the Lord his blessing to the reading of his word. You see the order. Now they, they come together. They, they come together as husband and wife. And then the man is going to cleave to Adam and Eve are going to cleave together. And even God by his foreknowledge, because remember... Adam's father was God. Amen? So God is telling us right here. He's telling us, therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother. So he knows they're going to propagate. Even Adam knows that something's going to happen. There's going to be fathers and mothers. All right? He's telling them what's coming up. Now, they don't exactly know right now what's going on. And they were both naked, and man and his wife, and were not ashamed. All right? <clears throat> we can say something about that, but you just be comfortable with your mate, all right? Okay. <clears throat> Titus 3.3. 3. I want to read this right here real quick. I was uh, looking at it back here, and I'm going to read it, and then we'll, uh, we'll continue on. Titus 3 says, For we also ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving divers lust and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful, and hating one another. But after that, the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared. In other words, after we come to the new birth, after we come to a knowledge that, we're, that we need salvation. All right, but look, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, <clears throat> but according to his mercy, he saved us. 
by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. Now you say, well, what, you know, why do we need to renew our vows? Right here is where we're going to renew our vows. We get married right here. We live our life. We're going through our life. We're learning how to be God. Hello, somebody. We're learning how to be each other, <coughs> husband and wife. Now, natural, but spiritual. We're learning how to be God. But then we come and we got right here, and we got to renew ourselves by that Holy Ghost. All right, so that's what we're doing today. We're renewing our vows, but we're, we're, we're renewing ourselves. Listen, today you've been, most of you have been married more than two or three years at least. <clears throat> She's not your bride anymore. She's your wife. Okay? But you still, even being the wife of God, we have to renew our vows. Renewing of the Holy Ghost. Now that renew looks, what does it mean? Renovate. Complete change for the worse. Oh, I'm sorry. Complete change for the better. The better. Not worse. You went through that better or worse thing when you did your vows. Complete change for the better. So today, I don't want this to be an embarrassment. I want it to be a a wonderful time. If you don't participate, that's okay. If you can't participate, that's okay. But if you can, do like Sister Rachel. Just go all out. Get the veil back out and, and uh, you know, get everything together and, and smile and make Joe say, will you marry me? She probably shamed him a little bit. But, yeah, <laughs> yes. But he's waiting on the honeymoon. No, Numbers 30, verse 2. Now here is, and I don't want, we're not, one day, maybe we'll talk about marriage and divorce and vowing a vow, but we'll do it maybe a little bit later, but not today. But we have to bring, why do we have vows? Because the prophet of God told us, I didn't pull it up, but you know as well as I do, as many of you know the message of the hour. Brother Brown says the vow is what marries you. It's not the coming together. It's not the having the intercourse. It's not has nothing to do with any of that. It's the vow. Amen. The vow is what marries you. When you vow a vow, Numbers 30, verse 2, If a man vow a vow unto the Lord, or swear an oath to bind his soul with a bond, he shall not break his word. He shall do according to all that proceedeth out of his mouth. So we need to be careful with our conversation. If a woman also vow a vow unto the Lord and bind herself by a bond, being in her father's house in her youth. Now, this is a story, but I'm going to back up to it in just a second. Now, listen, if the father hears her vow, that's why, young men, you go ask the father for her hand in marriage. It's not your girlfriend coming to ask your daddy, Come on, somebody. This, th- listen, this world is just so perverted that women are asking men to marry them now. That ain't right. That ain't right. It ain't right. By, biblically, it's not right. But let's go by the Bible. So let's do it right. If a woman vow a vow unto the Lord and bind herself by a bond, being in her father's house in her youth, in other words, still living at home, because remember, until the, until the girl or boy gets the Holy Ghost, you parents are their Holy Ghost. Is that why, is that correct? Amen. Your parents are their Holy Ghost. 
All right, you're the girl's Holy Ghost and you're the boy's Holy Ghost until they decide that they want to leave or continue to stay. All right, everybody with me? <clears throat> and bind herself by a bond, so to vow. You see, when you, when we do a when we do a marriage, just just to give you a pointer here, Dad's always taught me this from years and years and years and years and years and years ago. That the vow is what marries you. All right. So when you're when you're counseling with with two people, and you don't ask them what's your past and uh, and how many times or you know how many girls or boys you've had, you ask them one question. Have you ever betrothed yourself? In other words, have you ever vowed yourself to a man? If they say no, not a problem. If he says no, not a problem. We can marry him. Now, listen, if they have a problem besides that, that's for them to talk about, not me. We as ministers, let me just be plain. We don't get in the bedroom. Amen? Whatever that, that's your business. All right? If you two agree, that's your business. But in this part... The father can hear that vow, and that's why you got to go ask the father. And if the father has any issue with that, he can stop it. He can stop it. He can say no, and he can tell you why. I don't want to, you know, fathers. I got a grandbaby back there, Deanna. She's fourteen, be fifteen in a few days. <clears throat> well, let's get off of that. I'll kill him. Her father, hear, her father, hear the vow though. Her bond wherewith she had bound her soul, and her father shall hold his peace. In other words, the father says, yes, you can marry her. You can marry him. Then that vow stays. Everybody with me? That vow sticks. If the father agrees, holds his peace, says nothing, in other words, not say nothing, but he says, yes, you can marry my daughter. You can have my, can I have her hand in marriage? Yes, you can. Well, that's the vow. All right. So, so then you go ask the girl. When I see when you ask the girl, she's got a choice back and forth about to say yes or no because the girl can say no, and that takes her away from having any part to do with you've got to marry. But if you say yes, if you say yes, I'll marry you, Brother Brown said you're just as good and married right there as you are any other time. It's just the law of the land gives us, gives us the right to give them a piece of paper to live together legally. All right, everybody with me. And But now if the father, Scripture 5, we won't get into that, but just for a moment, but if the father says no, then it stops right there. If the father says no, you can't marry my daughter, it stops. Now, whatever she does after that is her business. But if he says no, then that's it. Now, and then you can continue on. There's some confusion in that people have, but some say if the woman vows a vow and and um, uh, the father hears it later and all that. But let's don't let's don't worry about that right now. We're all grown ups. So we we're getting married today. All right. And her father hear her vow and her bond. See, the bond and the vow is the same thing. So wherewith she has bound her soul. All right. Let's just be honest. A lot of men and women get married in the flesh. Not in the soul. They don't bind themselves together and say, this is, the re- this is the real person I want to marry. That's why Brother Brown said you need to have the Holy Ghost because then your soul will speak. Amen. It'll be that inside guy that'll speak. Amen. All right? <clears throat> and we see train wrecks. We see we all, we've all had our conversation, as Paul says, in times passed in the lust of the flesh we've all made mistakes which we should have went back and had the if we had the holy ghost it would have been a whole lot different 
and we wouldn't have so many scars, but we didn't. We are here to tell you don't do it. Do it this way. Do it the biblical way. And her father shall hold his peace at her, then all her vows shall stand. And every bond that she's bound to, in other words, shall stand. Everything will stand if the, if the father says yes. All right? Father says yes, you go right ahead. You've got his blessing, that's what they call it. You know, you get the blessing of the father. When you get the blessing of the father, then you're free to marry. And you are just as married. Now, listen, that doesn't give you a right to run off and, and have the honeymoon. Let's have the marriage first. Let's get, that, let's get the legal part out of the way. All right? Everybody with me? I hope I'm not hurting anybody. I know some of us got married different ways, just for the peace, this and that and the other, and I hope you're not living together. I hope we're clean enough in this church and not not be living, you know, like that. Even though, well, we vowed a vow. That was three years ago we vowed. No, you got a problem. No, you need to be married by whatever. So Matthew 19, verse 4. Does everybody understand about the vows? So the vows what marriage is. So when we, uh, the reason I'm telling you this is we're going to come up here and we're going to state our vows. And you know what? The vows, what gets me more than anything, you, you look at the statistics. The statistics tells you that a marriage only lasts about five years. <clears throat> 50% of marriages are over in five years <clears throat> out there. Five years, divorce, five years. Some of them pay for $50,000 weddings and five years divorced. See, but that's when you put two people together by the flesh. They vow by the flesh. They don't vow by the soul. They don't vow. They don't, they don't really think about what's going on. All right. <clears throat> Matthew 19, verse 4 says, they asked Jesus that this, this question of marriage has always come up. It's come up in every generation. There's been a question of marriage and divorce. But we're just going to talk about marriage today. Matthew 19 says, Jesus said, he answered the Senate of them, have you not read? I mean, he's talking to the scribes and Pharisees. He's saying, you should know. You should have already read this. You should read Numbers 30. You should read Leviticus different, 20-something or something, same thing. You ought to know this. But you're testing me because he knew, the Bible says somewhere he knew they were tempting him. Because remember, the question was, if a, if a girl, if a sister dies, and or, I mean, if the brother dies and, and she's still alive, and he's got seven brothers, and they all have her, and they all die, who's she married if the, when they come up in the resurrection? Well, who cares? He told them, he said, none of them. He said, it's not like that anymore. He's telling them there's a new, there's a new part coming when we come to the other side. And there's a lot to say about that, but we'll not. But Jesus said, he answered and said, have you not read... That he which made them at the beginning made them male and female. That's a lost revelation. In this day and time, that woke group, or whatever you want to call it, made them male and female if you decide, I guess is what they're saying. See how messed up this perverted this world is? And he said, for this cause shall a man leave father and mother and cleave it to his wife, and they twain shall be one flesh. Wherefore, they are no more twain but one flesh. What therefore God hath joined together, let no man put asunder. Hebrews 13, 4 tells us real plain, Marriage is honorable in all and the bed undefiled, but whoremongers and adulterers God will judge. Let your conversation be without covetous and be content with such things 
as you have. For he saith, for he has said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. Revelation is nineteen seven, and we'll get ready in just a minute and we'll we'll do our vow renewals. Revelation nineteen seven said, Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him for the marriage of the Lamb has come and his wife hath made herself ready. Remember we get married here. We get married here. Then we renew our vows right there. Then we go into this this listen folks, listen. This right here is the Son of God revelation, right? This is the Son of Man revelation, right? The Son of Man revelation is, listen, they were married and given in marriage here. Come on. Married, given in marriage, but this right here, the Son of Man, he didn't get married. We were inside of him. We were not a separate entity. We were him. She is him. That's why Brother Brown came to that headstone and said, she is him. She is him. Not a part of him. She is him. That's what Adam and Eve were. She was literally him. But since the fall, remember, it got separated. But hey, whatever that was before has got to come back together. And it's a, it's a, it's a portion. Listen, it's a portion. We got people like mom and dad, 65 years. 65 years. Married. Married 65 years. Wow. That's a long time. I thank God because I'm 63 that they've been married 65 years. But you know what? They'll tell you real quick that it hadn't been easy. It's been fun. June and I, 44 years coming up this year. So I I don't know if some of y'all have been married... Married more, Sister Trudy. How long have you been married, hon? It's not a trick question. You don't know. It's been sixty years, though, probably at least. Okay, so you and Mom and them are sixty, and then then it trickles down to just a few years. But we all have our conversation that we we say, well, we made it through this, and we made it through this, and this is how we made it through this. Well, see, you can, that's why the Bible says that the older can help the younger. If you'll listen, this younger generation just don't listen. Or some of y'all not listening? Okay. It's like, we, you know, I, I was talking, that's why I told Deanna one time, I said, it, don't shake your head. It's like, you know, we, Papa went from five years old to 50. And never had no in between that. You know, we never went to, you don't know what I'm going through. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. In our own way, we know what you're going through. Now, you may be, listen, we didn't have the Internet where everything is just splattered right there in front of you, okay? But we had stuff splattered there in front of us anyway. We were able to find whatever we needed to find. It didn't have to be on a computer. We found it. That Brother Donnie said, we found it. So it's the same thing, same devil, same problem, same issues. But listen, it's the same God. It's the same God that 65 years they can live together. And 44 years and all the different ones that you can live together in harmony. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him for the marriage of the Lamb has come and his wife hath made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. 
And he said unto me, Right, blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me, These are the true sayings of God. That's what God said. We don't have to, we don't have to, it's not James Dobson, not, not William Branham. It's God's what he said. It's what God said. This is what God told us. And he told us to renew ourselves by the Holy Ghost. And I believe today, now, now I'll, I'll tell you one thing about me and Jim. We didn't have the Holy Ghost when we got married. Okay? But some of you did. And that's wonderful. But listen, as we come up here today, I think we all got the Holy Ghost. So you're coming up here, and not for a different purpose, but you're coming up here a different way with a different, with a different view uh, of what's going on. And, and like Rachel and, and, and Joe, you know, they, she says, you've got to ask me, you got to ask me, you got to ask me. Well, he finally did. He didn't get a black eye for it, but... But would you marry your spouse again? Would you? Because I, I read your scripture was to be content. Be content in what you have. Be content with such things as you have. Amen? Everybody does not have a husband or a wife that makes $250,000 a year. Okay? 50 maybe. But be content. You know what? If you put the, the whole the whole thing is, brother John, is like you said. You got to plug God into the whole thing. Yeah. If, you, if you don't plug God into the whole thing, it doesn't matter if you make two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. I promise you, you will swindle it away, or whatever they call it. You will make it disappear. Amen. Right. So we're we're now as we're coming up here in just a few minutes. We're coming up here as Christians, and as Christians, we're telling our our spouse, we love you. And we continue to want to love you more now. I love Jim more now than I did then. If you don't, then you got a problem. If you don't know her more now than you did then, we got a problem. <laughs> There's a communication problem somewhere, a really big communication problem. But we are now the wife. So the wife and husband are coming up. And they're going to look at each other and, and we're going to say our vows. Just as Lauren looked at Mackenzie yesterday, and and he meant what he said. He really meant what he said. And she was just, she just, she just was an ooze of joy. Just joy just went everywhere out of her. You know, she was just so happy, and because uh, she was getting married to the man that she loved. And I know each one of us the same way. Put God first. Always put God first, because what happened in the Garden of Eden. Eve didn't put God first. She didn't even put Adam first. She put herself first. And you see how that ruined the human race. And it's going to ruin your marriage if you put, I, I mean, me. Uh, come on. Sorry. I'll clap myself. And do we do that? I mean, listen, we're, we're going to do our vows right now. Do we really, and June and I don't do it all the time, do we really hold hands and look at each other like Brother Brown said, get over the do-a-fold? Does anybody know what a do-a-fold is? No? Mama does. So the older ones knows what to do. It's almost, it's kind of like an ottoman. 
kind of like an ottoman, something you put your feet on or something that's in the middle of the middle of the room, like a coffee table, but it's got padding on it. All right, so do a fold, something to sit on. Brother Brandon would sell. Remember, he said we'd all as a family get around the do a fold when he was getting ready to go overseas or make a decision, and he had his wife there, and they would what? Pray. We don't always do that. June and I don't always do that, and we need to do that. You need to pray about everything you do because prayer does what? Changes things. Not If you don't pray, you just may happen to get something changed, but if you pray about it. Stop for a minute. We, this world is so crazy, so fast, everything. You can, you know, you get, get on your phone, and, and right now you can order a brand-new car. On your phone. Oh, it's so easy. There's no money exchanged. Listen to Brother John. There's no money exchange. That's what the problem is now. We got credit cards. There's no, you ain't got to get the cash out. Like, like um, Dave Ramsey said, he said, it hurts when you pull that thing out and you open it up and you got to hand them the bills. But it's real easy to go, well, I think I'll take three of them. Four. Not tell my wife about it till the. Ask, ask forgiveness in the 30th day at the end of the month. All right. Yeah. So, but anyway. All right. Everybody ready? Everybody got their, where's the, where's your, everybody got them? All right. Get your spouse and come forward. And then we'll talk a little bit about water baptism. And does anybody need it, want to, uh, we're all going to dedicate ourselves to the Lord. But if you have a, a child that needs to be dedicated. I'm going to let Brother, Brother Dale's going to do that for us. If sight of God to join together this man and this woman in holy matrimony. Marriage is honorable, instituted by God himself, and commissioned from the beginning. And as I said, God was lonely, so he made Adam. Adam was lonely, so he made Eve. And then we know what else happened, but but right at that moment, there was perfection in the Garden of Eden. It was two people 
come together as one. All right? And remember, he took it out of Adam's side. He did not take it from Adam's head because she's not to be his head. Okay? Did not take the bone from Adam's foot because you're not to stomp on her. She's not to be under your feet. She used to be at your side. Right there, Brother Bram said, fifth rib down under the heart. Heart's right here, and that's where the rib was. And that's where the rib cage was. So we know that's why God did that. So in Genesis 2, God instructed man to leave his father and mother and cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. Cleave means to stick together, cling together, stay close. Listen, each one of us has had our time where we got mad at our spouse and didn't talk to them. Maybe it's just me and Jim. So pray for us. But but try to fight that. Fight it. Because you're going to fight about it. But fight it. You Listen, you share everything with your spouse. You should share everything with them. No secrets. Everything. All right? That's why this cleave means to stick together, stay close. This is why this union should be entered in with all reverence, seeking advice from God through prayer and communication with each other. Marriage is not a union of two bodies. It's a union of two minds and two hearts. Through this marriage, you will be making a commitment to face your disappointments, accept each other's failures, but also be able to realize your dreams and reach your goals together. So today, as we stand here before God, we are honored to be here today as a witness of this vow renewal. All right, repeat after me, guys. And I'm going to have to, I got to repeat this and then repeat this again. All right, I'm going to ask you a question and you're going to answer it. Do you, men, take your wives as your lawfully wedded wife? Men, you say yes or no. Yes, baby, I love you. I do. There you go. Do you, wives, take your husbands to be your lawfully wedded husband? I do. do. Did we get everybody? Okay. All right, now, men... Repeat after me. Put your name in here. Don't say my name. You're not marrying her. I'm marrying her. I, Wade Dale, take you, June Thomas Dale, to be my wife. Yeah. My partner in life. My true love. I will cherish our union and love you more each day. Than I did the day before. Now listen. Numbers 30. You're vowing a vow. I will trust you. And respect you. Laugh with you. And cry with you. Loving you faithfully. Through the good times. And bad. I give you my hand. My heart. And my love. From this day forward. As long as we both shall live, you may kiss your bride. Mm. Mm. Love you.
Let's, let's bow our heads just for a moment. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, this vow renewal reminds me, Lord, of a, of a time when, when you, were, you were way back into the eternities. And you were lonely. And you were a father, but you were also a husband. You were all these many things, and you wanted something to communicate with. So through your providence, you formed Adam, a part of you. And didn't, as the prophet says many times, you didn't make another creation. You took something from that creation and made Eve. And Lord, uh, when you hung at Calvary, you wanted a bride. But she was inside your ribcage. She was there in your heart. But you had to do something to let her out. So your side had to be pierced and water and blood came forth. The prophet of God said that's where the bride come out. And Lord, now we're standing here together with our bride as grooms and, and grooms as brides. Lord, many of us have been married a long time. Some have not. Some has been through many deep trials and some's not been through so many. But, Lord, I pray that we all together today, that we bind closer together, that we respect each other, that we love each other, and that we put you first in everything we do. And that we as a, as a church family, as your bride, we come together today in this sanctuary to vow a vow of renewal, to, Lord, renew us in the Holy Spirit. Renew us, Lord, in more of the word than we've ever seen before. More revelation. Father, that's how we commune with you. Until the day that we come in Revelations 19. Well, what a great scripture. says the, the, his wife has made herself ready and we're going to a marriage supper. And we're going to be able to see you finally face to face. And you're going to be able to see us. Lord, what a wonderful day. But until that day, we've got to go through trials, troubles, tribulations, life, different things that we go through, Lord. I pray that you would cover each one of us, that you would bless us, Lord, as families, as, as we now a lot of them have children and different ones, Lord, and grandchildren, great-grandchildren. I pray that you protect each one, that you'll be with us now and guide us as a church family, Lord. Give us leadership to help each one, Lord. May the younger be helped by the older. And that we listen and learn from you, Father, through the word of God. Lord, we ask that you be with us and bless us now. Father, we're going to go now to the water baptism and different things. Lord, I pray that you'd be with us during that time. And just ever give us, Lord, of your grace and mercy, Father, because without you, we're nothing. We love you, Lord, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Don't don't stop crying. All right. You can sit down now. God bless you. Go with God. Do everything you can to keep it together. Keep your family together, your home together. What a wonderful time.
Yeah, okay. Hmm? It helps to do that. I mean, really, it just kind of cleans the it kind of cleans the slate out. You know, you just kind of flush. We need a flushing every once in a while. I mean, we really need. We all, you know, well, I'm just married to this one, and now we see this washing my clothes. And, you know, yeah, you might get something thrown at you. But listen, you know as well as I do, as Brother Dale, the same way. We're we're human beings. God told me yesterday, you know, we were just kind of cut. We were in order. We were cutting up and joking a little bit. And he said, you're a, he said, you're a preacher. I said, yeah. He said, you're a bit different than the rest. I said, thank God. I don't want to be one of them Bible toting. You understand what I'm talking about? Because y'all promise you, in this message, we've seen people that was, that was to look like the bishop. They weren't the bishop. They were things that they had issues with. I just want to be somebody that makes mistakes. I live life. I'm happy. If you can't take that, sorry. This is the way God made me, and he loved me this way. And I do I do love each and every one of you. But I don't want to be somebody that y'all put up on a... Don't ever put somebody on a pedestal, because I'll promise you, God will knock them off. Because he'll not share his glory with nobody. Right? So this is a church family. This is not a church one person. All right, so let's keep that in our heart and our mind. Does anybody need dedication? We're going to stand and rededicate ourselves to the Lord altogether, but does anybody want their children dedicated or rededicated? If you don't, that's okay. That's all. We don't have no little babies. We need some little... Never mind. I'm not going to say that. We'll have a bunch of little babies running around here. We need babies. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Yes, you... You want Brother Dale to rededicate? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Come on, Pop. Absolutely. Sure. You can. They won't want to rededicate themselves or the tell Michael. Oh, my word. Cool. Go ahead. Yeah, there you go. Thank you, Lord. Bless you, Father. Just be with each one. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Bless you, Lord. Yes, Lord. brother or sister or mother and father, but they're dedicating themselves Living God. Amen. Yes. 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 In Jesus' name. Yes. Amen. You know, a lot of us sitting here, um, our our kids and grandkids were all dedicated by Brother Dale. I mean, I, I think probably everybody sitting here, pretty much, if you've been here a while, Brother Dale's pretty much <laughs> dedicated everybody. So. Uh, we want to uh, um, we want to continue that. Amen. Amen. All right, let's talk a minute about water baptism, and then we'll go out. There. I know there's now four that want to be baptized. If you want to be baptized, what we'll do is is we'll finish here. I've got to change clothes. The uh, pool is already hot and ready to go, so we can take the cover off of it, and it should be ready to go. And uh, but I want to talk to you just a minute about water baptism.
In Mark 1, verse 4, it says, John did baptize in the wilderness and preach the baptism of repentance. This was something new. It didn't happen in the Old Testament. This was something new. And John was bridging us into the New Testament to bring us something new. Baptism was not in the Old Testament. It's in the New Testament. But, I mean, you know, John was in the Old Testament, but he was bringing us into the New. He knew that testator was coming to make a New Testament. So John did baptize in the wilderness and preached the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. And they went out unto him all the land of Judea, and they were Jerusalem. Man, this was, this was, you know, this was an item. They'd never seen anything like this before. Here comes this guy walking out of the wilderness with just a loincloth on, you know, and he comes, goes in at 9, comes out at 30, and he's just setting the world on fire. you got to repent. Right. <laughs> they ain't heard anything like that before. Most of them had heard, go to the temple, take a lamb, <laughs> take this, take that, you know, turtle up. He said, no, come be baptized. And they were all baptized of him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. And John was clothed with camel hair and with girdle of a skin of his loins, and he did eat locusts and wild honey. What a diet. And preached, saying, There cometh one mightier than I after me, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to stoop down and unloose. I indeed have baptized you with water, but he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. Because John couldn't do that. Only Jesus can do that. And it came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized of John in the river Jordan. And straightway coming out of the water, he saw the heavens open and the spirit like a dove descending upon him. And there came a voice from heaven saying, Thou art my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. When you get the new birth, that's what God says to you. I am pleased to dwell inside of you. Just like he did as our example. Jesus didn't need the Holy Ghost. But this is an example of an anointing that comes on Jesus that was visible. John could see that. And God told him, said, whatever you see the one, the Holy Ghost come on and remain, that's the one that's going to baptize you. Not many days, well, you know, three and a half years later. He baptized his disciples. He didn't baptize anybody else. Jesus baptized his disciples. He He didn't baptize anybody else. So Matthew twenty eight eighteen, and Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. So Acts 1 and 4 says, Being assembled with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem. This is Jesus. But wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, listen, he said promise. Jesus said there is a promise coming if you do this, right? But wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, you have heard of me. For John truly baptized you with water. In other words, baptized you physically. But you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. What a promise. And when they had heard this, this and then it comes over and, and comes to the, to the upper room and, and Peter and all of them are assembled, 120, and Peter preaches them about a 15-minute sermon and they're pricked at their heart. When they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said, Peter, to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? What's next? <clears throat> then Peter said, repent. 
So today, if you're getting rebaptized or you're getting baptized for the first time, repent. Repent, every one of you, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive. There's your promise, the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Look at it. Start the ball rolling. Start the ball rolling. For the promises to you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Do you know your kids, your literal children, your flesh and blood benefits by you having the Holy Ghost? Now, that don't seem that way sometimes when they're so contrary and they go out in the world and they go do their thing in the world. You're like, Mom and Dad's crazy. They don't know what they're saying. But years later, guess what? They were right. I want them to be my example. Amen? You come back, you know, teach a child in the way it should go and when it's older. It'll not depart from you. That's a promise. So this promise is water baptism. The children see it. Listen, our kids are not dummies. They may be kids, but they watch everything we do. Everything. And sometimes they emulate the things that we do. And do you want them to emulate everything you do? No. But there is a promise that you... Get baptized. You receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And you pray for your kids. They receive the Holy Ghost. They pray for their kids. It has the way it's been since, since 2,000 years ago. That's the way it's been. It's been one praying for another. You just don't get the Holy Ghost because God just pours it on top of you. Brother Brown said, some grandma. May not have been right then. Said, said some great, great grandma. Could have prayed for you and got on her knees and said, God save all my children, my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren. And that's what God honored was that. So listen, you say, well, I don't have any. Well, if, if the time goes on, you sure probably will have some kids and grandkids and great-grandkids. So start praying for them now. As many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, save yourself from this untoward generation. And that's what we're trying to do. <clears throat> we're, trying to, we're trying to reconcile ourselves back to God, as we were talking about this morning. And that word reconcile means repair our relationship. Amen. Reconcile. Come back together. You know, even, and let me just say this for a minute, for us that are married, that even the Bible tells us that if you can't live together, that you can separate for a season. Right. Everybody with me? Right. No divorce. You can separate for a season and then what? Reconcile back together. Amen. All right? So you can do that. Maybe some, you know, you may need to use that. <clears throat> Brother Joe's looking for the honeymoon and June's leaving me for two days. So <laughs> go figure. She's going to see her daddy. She's leaving me for an older man. <clears throat> then, they, then they gladly received his word. Look. They that gladly received his word were baptized. So that their attitude is what brought them to where they were going. Right. Their attitude. They were gladly. They received this. The ones that were pricked in their heart. There was 3,000. Could you imagine? We're going to baptize four or five or six. Ever how many? 3,000? Take a while. But you know what? If 3,000 wants to be baptized, 
I'd have to quit my job, but I wouldn't care. The Lord would do so. I'd stand right there till the water ran out of that thing. See, that's that's what we look. Ad, what was added to the kingdom was not three thousand people. Souls. You say, well, that is people. Well, you got to remember those souls were born again and added into the kingdom. You can have a soul and live in this kingdom and never get into that kingdom. So 3,000 souls were saved. And they continued steadfast in the doctrine, apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking of bread and in prayer. They had all things, in other words, they had it common. Now we know, and there's nobody here that doesn't, that's not in the message, so we know that we baptize in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ because that's the name that Jesus told us that was his name. Name of the Father, name of the Son, name of the Holy Spirit is the Lord Jesus Christ. And that, as we were talking up here, you know, we were reciting our vows, we didn't call somebody else's name. We called our spouse's name. So we identified that June is mine and I'm hers. She didn't say, I, I, I vow husband. Well, that's six or eight billion people. Husband. But when she said my name or when I said her name, it, it took it all down to one person. So that's the same way with baptism. It takes it down to one person. You baptize in the only person that can save your soul. Ain't nobody else can save you but the Lord Jesus Christ. A father can't save you. A son can't save you. And the Holy Ghost, yeah, but you can be anointed by the Holy Ghost and die and go to hell. Amen? All right? In your spirit realm. But you can't be born again by the Lord Jesus Christ himself and take a part of him in your soul. You can never be lost. Praise God. What a, that's a promise. You can never be lost. You, you, you attach yourself, as Brother Ernie says, you attach yourself to the eternal. We attach ourselves to God by, by not a father, not a son or a, or a title. It's the very name of God, which is our husband, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's who we're marrying. Let's stand to our feet. If you want to be baptized, uh, sisters, if you want to be baptized, <clears throat> I know we have one or so. Yes, sir. Yeah, sure. Come on. Now listen, we we don't do things wrong. We follow the word of God. When I took the boy and the girl, that was mother and son. That was not trying to find a way, a avenue, a vote. That wouldn't, that wouldn't it now. It was the fact that he wanted to be dedicated because he was not dedicated when he was three, four years old. He wasn't dedicated. He wanted to be dedicated. Everybody understand? Because yes. you come up there and you start pulling little, little things, you'll come back here in answer to this little thing because I tell you the truth the truth has been told you today and we get on to to the marriage and divorce and we can stay on it for months but yet never run out 
because it is the Word of God. Amen. And the Word of God is true. Amen. So we stay with the Word of God. We don't stay with man's ideas. Nope. See, someone could take what was said and say, well, they was doing, what was they doing with a, a, a child? No, no, that was long years ago. That was not, not in that avenue. That was just like we're fixing to do now. There are being people going to the water and being baptized. You know, maybe young ones, maybe old ones. You're just making yourself straight. Showing what you are. And we are the bride of Jesus Christ. Not Father, Son, Holy Ghost. That's out of the picture. See, But the Lord Jesus Christ is the Word of God. And it is set by that as to this line of the church. And it is run from that line of the church. Does everybody understand? You go and call, go somewhere and tell the tell truth. Because that's what happens to, like this. You go somewhere, you tell the truth, and it's okay. If you don't tell the truth, you cause kism. So that's up to you. I just wanted to make sure to get that right. To where there wouldn't be no, no questions about what was happening and what we were doing. Of the the boy and the girl, or the man and his sister, Melka and the boy, you know that was just she she was bringing him to be dedicated to the Lord herself. Uh, she sat back there shaking her head. Yes, that's what she was bringing, not bringing a whole church to be able to back up what it is. We're not trying to prove a doctrine of marriage and divorce. We're not trying to prove it. We're trying to prove the Word of God. And it'll line up correctly. Amen? Okay. All right, sisters, if you want to be baptized, uh, if you need to change, you need to go downstairs and go to the back room, very back, back here where Michael's Sunday School class is. And you can change there. And men, if you need to change, you can go in the men's bathroom or you can go in the study and change your clothes. Um, and even afterwards, we can instruct you where to go to change out of your wet clothes. We have towels, um, and we have um, um, somewhere where you can dry off so we can take you downstairs. Or men, like I said, we can come. I'll probably come up here to change when I'm finished. But I appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you for, for, for participating. And thank you for being a church body. Without without church body, I mean, we're just not, we're a lodge. But like Brother Dale said, we're trying to line things up right. Make sure every little crack, because you know who's going to get in that crack. You know who's going to stick his foot in that crack. But if we put no cracks, seal that thing up. Seal it by the Holy Ghost. Renew our vow to the Lord himself. Then guess what? We will move forward. Yes, ma'am. Tom and I were married in 1958. 1958. So you do the math. Okay, you were married 58. All right, well, I'm 63, so 65 years. That's the same as when Mom and Dad were married in 1958. Okay, wow. <clears throat> Never no trouble, right? 
You do it again. She'd do it again, she said. All right, so everybody will go outside. We'll we'll sing a song out there. And and what we'll do is is we'll we'll not come back in here. We'll just dismiss out there, and you can go home and and um, and do whatever. But just pray for um, pray for Brother Aaron Wednesday, and pray for coming up Saturday with the uh, uh, prayer meeting at five, Bible study from six to eight, one service next Sunday, Mother's Day. Don't forget your mothers. All right, and then we'll have one service, and then you can go visit your mother after mothers mothers after that. Okay, so what's you? Oh, the, the group wants to practice afterwards. So after all this is over, if you're singing with Esther's group, she's got the group there on the WhatsApp. If you're in that group and you're singing, stay here. Good to see our sisters back together with us again, and we appreciate you and we love you. <clears throat> and come back anytime. The door's open. You just come anytime you want to. Bring milk with you when you, when you, bring, when you come. Let's bow our heads. Lord, thank you for this day. It's been a time of cleansing. I remember, Lord, when back in 1998 when I was rebaptized. When I come out of that water, it wasn't the water that washed me. It was you, Father. And you just totally saturated with just a tingling feeling all over my body. And when I came out of that water... I tried my best to walk in newness of life. I failed many, many times. But, Lord, I made a commitment to give myself to you. I pray today, the Lord, that everyone that commits their self to be baptized, that they'll know it's a death. They know it's a burial and a resurrection and the newness of life. And may they walk today forward in you, Father. Leaving all the things behind, I know as human beings, the devil makes us remember everything. But Satan, you're a liar. Whatever happened before, that was because of you. But Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we ask that you would help each one to move forward and to leave that old devil behind, to leave all those thoughts behind and walk in newness of life. Lord, we love you. We love you for giving us the Bible, the Word, yourself, pastors, deacons, elders. We thank you for everybody, Lord. Now, I pray you'll be with us as we go out to the baptismal pool and that you'll be with each one, Father, then as they continue on home, Lord. We love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed. Just head on out to the deacons. If y'all will take the uh, top off of that thing while I get ready. Bless you, buddy. Love you, man. Appreciate you.